Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Doing a little bit better than I was Friday night. Oh, Let's my goodness. Let's just say that. Now that is a fan's nightmare game. Now, yeah, when you've got a history of success or not in your organization, a game like that with the Yankees and the Indians on Friday night is just something you don't get over. And no, that was our Grady Little moment. Oh, and there's several of them, though. Yep. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was it was one after another after another bad decisions or mistakes or just uh, stuff. So Tanaka going out last night and being as good as he was and handing over to the bullpen in a one nothing shutout with a Greg Bird home run and making that series. 2-1 and giving the Yankees a shot is definitely a little bit of salve on the wound, but in a way, it almost makes it a little more frustrating because now you feel like you could beat this right. team, which is the best <laughs> team in baseball, and you still blew it on Friday night. Yeah, you're trying to enjoy last night's victory, wonderful outing, seven innings by Tanaka, and, and you're sitting there after that saying, it should be up 2-1. to one. It should be 2-1. to one. It should be going for the juggler the next time out tonight, if if possible, because there's weather here in the area, but yeah, it, it, it was it was... Glass half full, half empty scenario last night uh, after watching that wonderful performance. And, of course, Bird taking Andrew Miller, former Yankee, taking him deep, the only run in the, in the ball game. But, uh, it, hey, just keep fighting. Live pitch by pitch. It, it, whenever they, they, they tee it up again, if it's tonight or they postpone it till, until tomorrow because of that weather. Uh, but Friday was just sickening, man. I, you, I couldn't sleep. And you wake up. And you're thinking about that. I'm speaking personally. And you go to work, and of course, there are Mets fans at work, and Yankees fans, and everyone's discussing this. This is just breakdown by Joe Girardi. And then for Joe Girardi to say last night, yeah, I expected the booze. I prepared my family. And we had passionate fans. Anytime they're perceived, there was something that went wrong. Perceived? <laughs> really? Yeah. They didn't have to perceive a damn thing, they witnessed it. Multiple occasions. I mean, you talk about not having a feel for your players. CeCe's been there as long as you've been there. And I don't give a damn what he did to the regular season. He was outstanding during the regular season. Resurrected his career. Became a totally different pitcher. And then for you to pull him out there in the sixth inning. And I said this on, on Boomer Show Friday. Give me six, CeCe. All you need to do is match Kluber for six. I think the Yankees have a good chance of winning. And he went above and beyond that. And leave the guy out there one on, one out. And you say, well, we did this during the regular season. Well, it's not the regular season. It's the postseason. you got to have a feel for your players and how they're performing. Yeah, two bigger issues for me were not challenging the hit-by-pitch. Oh, of which, course. I mean, yeah. I just don't know. And, and he eventually came around and admitted that that was a mistake. Oh, but, God. I mean, after the game, now Joe Girardi's a great manager. He's already won a World Series. What he did with this team this year is commendable. But he was so bad in that game that people are, are calling for his job because it was that bad. And when he said you got two challenges, and when he's saying we weren't sure there wasn't a definitive replay that we saw that said that the ball didn't hit him, 
Just give it a shot for Thank crying you. out loud. Th- Will you give it a shot? And I think because they had a large cushion in the game, I think that's why I didn't push it as much. And I think that if that game was a three-run game or a two-run game or one-run game, that he probably would have gone with the challenge. He was like, whatever, you know, we're up five at this point. But then you saw what happened. Bang, grand slam. And then it just goes down from there. And then Torres getting picked off in the oh. 11th inning. Mm. I mean, I... That's an unbelievable play and an unbelievable slap tag by Lindor. But to be put in that position, to put your team, you're a pinch runner, and to be with nobody out, you're on second base. Where are you going? Off. Where are you going? It's just the one of the worst plays. I mean, that's something that if you do in any level of baseball, from T-ball on, if that happens, you are an idiot. You are a total <laughs> bumbling idiot. Where are you going? Nowhere. Sit there. Chill out. You're going nowhere. And and, and yes, I was just starting with the first misstep, and that was taking CC out. And then you get to the to, to not challenging the call and the excuse in the post game. Uh, oh, if you weren't already sick to your stomach, then they hear Joe Girardi say, "Well, we didn't want to mess up the pitcher's rhythm, and we didn't have this definitive video." Your catcher. A guy who's doing what you used to do. He can discern from different sounds whether it hit Chisholm Hall or it didn't. And Chisholm Hall didn't do anything. Didn't he even get hit first. by a 95 mile an hour. It yeah. just ba- braises, you know, barely touches He's your skin. He's going to shake your hand out, do something. go to first base, something. Right. Yeah. He didn't even act. That's how egregious it was. He's like, I know I'm going back to home plate. I'm going to the bench because that would have been a third strike because Sanchez caught the ball. And, and you, Sanchez is immediately telling you, challenge that. That's different. And, and you're waiting on a video. And then you police yourself. In, in the postgame comments, you say, well, you only have 30 seconds. Well, let them tell you your 30 seconds is up. Yeah, you was- take as much time as you need. You don't police your own self. I know oh, we're going back to Friday night, but it was just one of the crazy. I know you're not supposed to do that. You was, told me that in day one. No, Don't go back to Friday. But it is. It's just one of those. It was lingering the entire I weekend. Know. People were talking about this, yep. and they, and they still are this morning because of how crazy of a game that was. Let's just quickly listen to Joe Girardi from Friday night. This oh, is. Do I have to? Yeah, Leo. Let's listen to a little bit of this. There was nothing that told us that he was not hit uh, on the pitch. Um, by the time we got the super slow mo, we were a minute probably beyond a minute it was way too late you know they they tell us we have 30 seconds um they will take longer in in replay and and probably being a catcher my thought is i never want to break a pitcher's rhythm you know that's how i think about it so if it's not something that there was nothing that said he was not hit yeah Ah, except for gary sanchez immediately telling you he wasn't hit and you don't want to break his rhythm how many times have you gone to replay previously and that breaks a pitcher's rhythm yeah that's a Lame excuse. Well, no matter what happened, the Yankees have to win this series for Joe Girardi to be off the hook. That's the yes, only way. He, I if, agree. They, if they go to five and they lose in extra innings and he manages every little bit perfectly and nope. every decision that he was supposed to make, nope. he made, and the Indians are just better, people are still going to blame him for this series, and, and rightfully so. And, and managing in baseball, I always say, I mean, there's there's a few times where it's just so unbelievably critical, uh, but generally most guys can do the same thing. But in this instance, he just lost his way, man. He just totally lost his way. And, and lucky for him, they didn't go and get swept because right, you know, right after that, like, it's going to be bad no matter what, as I mentioned, but if they would have lost at home last night, they get swept, and then the team just came out and was flat, and they lose 7 nothing or something like that, 
then I really do think that there was a shot he might have lost his job. It was that bad. But now I, I know it's an extreme reaction, but it is the Yankees, it, and it was that bad. It is not an extreme reaction. It, 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 and you have Chapman, you liking a tweet, calling Joe Imbecile, and, and he should be fired and all this, and then he has to go and, and meet with the manager and apologize, and he pitches lights out last night. It's not an extreme reaction, and you and I discussed this about, oh, this is a young team. They're not supposed to be here. Well, they are here, and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Ask Dan Marino about getting back to the Super Bowl. Never sniffed it again. So you have to take advantage of it right now and give a damn how young this team is, and you can't have your manager, a guy who's seasoned, a guy who's won a championship, making decisions like he did in game two there, and, and, and not having a feel for his player. I'm giving them what you did in the in the regular season. Yes, Chad Green came in and relieved CC and others and pitched pretty damn well. But this is the postseason. You got a guy on the bump who has been out there in these situations before. He's got one on one out. He's been keeping this offense off balance all night. Yes, you had the three runs, but still, CC. Was needed to be in that moment, and you should have stuck with him. Even, even if he gives up a couple runs, you can go to Chad Green. It's still 8-5 at that point, maybe. The Boston Red Sox were able to avoid elimination yesterday as well. I don't think that either the Red Sox or the Yankees are going to move on to the ALCS. I, I think that both these teams getting a win was was nice for them. I think if I had to pick one or the other, I still would actually pick the Yankees just because – they, of course, won last night. They should have won game two. And that offense, I just don't feel like you can count them out of anything. Whereas I mean, the, the Houston Astros, I mean, they just put back-to-back beatdowns mm-hmm. on the Red Sox. The Red Sox came back and got one in the series. I just think there's just another beatdown around the corner. I just think it's going to happen. They're too damn good offensively. That lineup's as long as a lineup as I have seen in a, in a, a very long time, maybe since the Red Sox of... You know, when they were winning championships and it seemed like every guy who was up there had a bunch of pine tar on his bat and was either hitting a home run or it was a 20-pitch at bat and then a bloop single. So I, I think that you'll have – I do think that the Yankees have a chance to bring this to five, um, but I think it, it ends for the the Boston Red Sox quicker than it does for the Yankees. And if it is it ends up being Indians-Astros, not to get ahead of ourselves, that's going to be one hell of a slugfest. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still have a little hope, Gio. Well, you do. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I don't have bit. any hope. Right, We got two Mets fans, by the way, at Yankee Stadium holding up a sign that says, you know, we love Jay Bruce. That's how pathetic <laughs> the Mets are that a guy was who was there for, what, a year total? It wasn't even a year and a half because he got traded. So just a little over a year, a guy is there, and then these people show up with, we love Jay Bruce signs. <laughs> That's they a, just wanted to be noticed. I mean, they don't give a damn about Jay just Bruce. Pathetic. They just wanted to be noticed, and I'm glad God. they finally figured out how to Go get him out home, last you night. Losers. <laughs> Honestly, you're going to show up to a Yankee playoff game and spend money with a we love Jay Bruce sign and wear your Mets stuff? Well, miss, Go home. Miss your offseason started a long time ago. Mission accomplished for those guys, and, and, and a great win for the Red Sox. And, and and they could have been down six nothing in that ball game. It was Jackie Brantley Jr. who yeah. goes up and robs a home run, uh, similar to Judge who uh, get, didn't do anything in the at the plate, hasn't done anything. At it's the too plate, bad he but... was so tall because it would have been more impressive if he <laughs> right. wasn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he barely jumped. I know. Yeah, he, he but about two three inches. That's it. And, and he he was able to snag the home run, possible home run uh, from uh, Lindor. And how about uh, David Price yesterday? All you have to do ooh, is come out of the bullpen for yeah. him to be able to pitch well in the postseason. Who knew? Four scoreless. Yeah. Uh, a good job by him, and, and and didn't get into it with Dennis Eckersley, who's 
uh, doing postseason for our TBS. But, yeah, excellent win for them to stave off elimination uh, versus the Houston Astros. And we'll see how that goes. And, you know, and now everyone's getting on A.J. Hinch about pulling his pitch here. At, or, and, 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 and he's like, hey, that's what we've done during the regular season. He usually comes through for us, and, and he didn't in this situation. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll go and win game four, and that'll be the end of it. So I'm fully confident in that. Uh, football yesterday, a couple of things we have to talk about talk football. right away. No. <laughs> why well, why not? Well, how about this? We'll avoid the Cowboys in the opening <laughs> segment so you don't have no, to go. No, let's get it out of the way. No, no, no. We'll do that. We'll do that in a little bit. Uh, how about a couple of really bad injuries yesterday? Whew. And Odell Beckham Jr. breaks his leg. And, mm. I mean, it was just one of those injuries that once you saw the slow-mo you and his foot got caught under like that and then bent. I just oh. he either tore every ligament in his ankle or he broke his leg. Yeah. It's it's one of the two, and, and this guy is highly emotional all the time. I think he was crying on the sidelines before this happened. Did you see this? He had the towel over his face, and Brad Wing, the punter who they've been friendly since LSU, was yeah. was behind him, talking into his ear and saying things. And he was just a mess earlier in the game. Well, this is the first time I really felt like it was warranted that Odell Beckham Jr. should have been crying because of the pain that I'm sure that he was in. I agree. And and as as much as we've gotten on him for his antics and his drama, this just sucks for a player like that. In this Giants season, you talk about things going right down the toilet and continuing down the toilet. He wasn't even... Four wide receivers were lost in the game. (laughs) How is that possible? uh, Ask Maryland, because they they lose quarterbacks like the Giants lost uh, wide receivers yesterday, and not just this year. You go back a couple years ago, they had a linebacker playing quarterback. That's how many they lost. And I also recall Memphis way back when Tommy West was the head coach, lost all of his quarterbacks in one season. But this is one game. And you talk about watching that injury, and I agree with you 100%. uh, As much as we've gotten on... Odell Beckham Jr., this one was warranted. The pain, the suffering he was feeling, and and, and uh, sitting there and, and, and understanding that this is a serious injury and that my season is possibly over, you can understand the emotions and, and why they were flowing out of that young man. So not going to get on him for, for that. And, and watching his injury, I couldn't watch it again. And, and, and even Brandon Marshall, mm. the way he stepped. Uh, trying to haul in a pass uh, there. That was excruciating to watch as well. You lose him, you lose Shepard. I mean, that was just amazing to watch receiver after receiver go down. What the hell is going on? They need to wear high tops. What's the deal? Uh, because that was just just ugly. And I don't know what Adam Henry, uh, their, their wide receiver coach, my former teammate. Matter of fact, he coached Odell Beckham Jr. at LSU. What does he do now? If you were a wide receiver on the, on the during preseason, I'm sure your your phone is uh, ringing off the hook. Uh, if you were in Giants camp, uh, so get ready. Hopefully, you've kept yourself in shape because they're going to need you. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. I, I would be shocked if that ever happened in an NFL game before. That you lose every one, basically all those wide receivers in one football game. It just is as, as bad as it gets. And then last night, J.J. Watt in a game mm. we'll spend some more time on later. But if J.J. Watt goes out with a leg fracture, and his career, which is an amazing one to this point, has certainly been derailed by injuries more times yep. than anybody has wanted. And that defense, without him, just clearly is just they're not the same. And it's not like they don't have good players there, Merciless and Clowney and these guys. They do. But without him, they're not the same. And this defense was... Going into the year, we both thought would be the best defense mm-hmm. in football. Because they were last year without J.J. Watt. Right. And 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 they have not looked the same. Uh, they certainly have not looked the same. So now, now they're a big offensive team, the Houston Texans, with Deshaun Watson, another five touchdown yeah. passes. Yeah. And not to be lost in this, 
the Kansas City Chiefs as it stands right now in October, whatever the hell date it is. What's today's date? Do we know? Today what is the ninth. Eighth? Ninth. The ninth. Monday, okay. October ninth. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs are by far, by far the best team in the NFL. It's not close. Now okay. we know how that can change. Right. And it can change quickly, but it's not close right now as they remain undefeated and win on Sunday Night they Football. They look pretty good. So you lose Watt, you lose Merciless, uh, who's out for the season, uh, Merciless is, and looks like Watt maybe uh, as well. And that defense is, is yeah, taking I mean, some hits, but they couldn't stop like the it, run. Right? They couldn't stop anything. But uh, as we've been saying since the beginning of the season, so much firepower for Kansas City. Who do you stop? Tariq Hill or Tyreek Hill? Or, or do you, you stop... Kareem Hunt, uh, you, you got these other wide receivers that are stepping up, uh, and you got an, a very mobile quarterback in Alex Smith. There's too much to stop. Uh, w- and, and if you don't have defensive front, those four guys can't apply pressure, can't get upfield, and e- e- whether it's the passing game you, or the running game, if they can't get penetration, it's going to be a long afternoon for any defense. Torn pectoral for Merciless, yeah. a fractured leg for J.J. Watt. Oh! Thank God for Deshaun Watson in Houston. Because if it wasn't for him, they'd be feeling like the Giants today. If yeah. Brock Osweiler was still their quarterback, they would be, everybody would, no one would show up to They'd be game. 0 for 5. And they'd blame it on the anthem protests. They wouldn't show up to the games and say, it's all about them kneeling. All right, we have so much on this show today. A lot! Including Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars Oof. and Joe Theismann also will be joining us at... 8 a.m. Eastern time. Aaron Rodgers with a spectacular comeback yesterday. And Ben Roethlisberger sounding like he wanted to retire when he had the opportunity. All that's coming up next. But first, here's Brian with something for you. I have a special word of encouragement for everyone who has been skeptical about ordering Relief Factor. First of all, I was skeptical too, right? False man comes to you, hey, there's a product that he wants you to try out. Relief Factor, they say it's 100% natural. It can help. Eliminate your pain, or at least ease your pain. Okay, right. Okay, it's 100% natural. I'm going to try it, and well, I'm not skeptical anymore because it works. It worked for me, and it'll work for you. And how about this? Father, son, owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, they just told me for every skeptical person who really does want to lure, even eliminate their pain for the entire month of October, they're going to give $5 off the $19.95 for the three-week quick start and send it to Africa New Life to help rescue and care for a hurting child in Rwanda. That's right, Pete and Seth are going to take that $5 from your 1995 three-week quick start, and they're going to send it to Africa New Life to help rescue and care for a hurting child in Rwanda. Pete and Seth have been helping kids in Africa for years, but now they want you to be a part of the joy of helping the helpless. So if you're struggling with back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or even general muscle aches and pain, now is the perfect time for you to order the three-week quick start. Help yourself and a hurting child at the same time. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. Drew Bogus is here with us this morning, and I'm sure you've got a very long, extended update with everything that happened over the weekend. Mm, so Long and extended. We will let you take the next 10 minutes for yourself. Ah. And uh, we'll just hang out. Cool. Uh, I'll uh, signal you guys when I'm done. All right. Cool. Uh, take All right. us to the break. What's the indicator? Is there an indicator? I'm going to walk out of the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, so fire up the jinx machine one more time. The Yankees began their climb out of an 0-2 hole to the Indians last night in the Bronx. Masahiro Tanaka did not allow a run over seven innings, partly because Aaron Judge brought Francisco Lindor's two-run homer back over the right field fence in the sixth. In the seventh, no one was catching this. And the 1-0 to Bird. Swung on, there it goes. Deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's bye-bye birdie in the right field seat. John Sterling on Yankees Radio. Greg Bird taking former teammate Andrew Miller deep for the only run of Game 3 of the ALDS. Game 4 is tonight at Yankee Stadium at 7.08 Eastern. The Red Sox forcing a Game 4 with the Astros at 1 o'clock at Fenway. The Nats and Cubs shifting to Chicago after splitting in D.C. Their Game 3 is at 4 Eastern. And the Dodgers go for the sweep in Arizona at 10. A loss... And a loss for the Texans on Sunday Night Football. Smith pumps, throws to the right side, looking for Kelsey. He got hit as he threw. The ball ends up short and incomplete. The pressure from Brennan Scarlett forced Alex Smith to short arm it ever so slightly. And there's an injured Texan, and it's J.J. Watt. Kevin Kugler on Westwood 1. Watt has suffered a tibial plateau fracture in his left leg and is out indefinitely, maybe for the rest of the season. With him off the field, Alex Smith threw for three scores. His Chiefs held off Watts Texans in Houston 42-34. KC is 5-0. The Steelers are 3-2 after a 39-home loss to the Jaguars. Ben Roethlisberger threw five picks, two of which were returned for touchdowns. Peak Mike Tomlin postgame. It's how we respond to it. And, and respond, I'm using my words very carefully there because we don't need to react to it. We tip our caps to those guys today. We compliment them. We get in the lab tomorrow. We go back to work, and we work on our response. Uh, we're going to be divine, defined individually and collectively how we sp- respond to an outing like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me, we're Coach. Compliment them. We're going to compliment them. We're going to individually and as a group individually respond to the response. There's only one type of response in a situation like this. Partial, full, respond, intimate, question. Partial uh, participant. Leonard Fournette ran for 182 yards and two scores for the Jags in the win. Mm-hmm. 90 on one run. Uh, Green Bay rallying for a 35-31 win in Dallas. The Seahawks fall off the Rams 16-10 in L.A. The Panthers held off the Lions 27-24 in Detroit. And the Bengals beat the Bills 2016. And Giants wide out Odell Beckham Jr. Broke the left ankle he sprained back in the preseason in a 27-22 home loss to the Chargers. Beckham reportedly seeking a second opinion before deciding on surgery. Alabama and Clemson remain atop the AP college football poll, but Penn State moves up to number three after Oklahoma's loss to Iowa State. Washington State and Auburn in the top ten for the first time this season. And alone on ice last night, the Rangers blanked the Canadiens 2-0 for their first win of the young season. That's Boys, it? That's it. you got seven more minutes. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> back to you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Bogus. Uh, so you mentioned the Steelers and the Jaguars. We hear from Mike Tomlin. What a pathetic loss. And I know yeah. that the Jaguars' defense with A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey, those guys are good. There's no doubt about it. However, I, with them going on the road, Blake Bortles has only won, I believe, three road games in his career. The fact that that offense is just putrid and they're still missing guys – to get run over like that in this game and for Ben to play that poorly yeah, at home. Right. If Ben plays like that on the road, it's almost par for the course. It's like, okay, fine. But for Ben Roethlisberger to be that pathetic, just terrible throws, it really makes you think, what the hell's going on with him? And and after the game, 
There were a lot of people in his face asking that exact question. And listen to him here as he uh, does not want to really answer anything. But, you know, maybe I'm done. I'm not playing well enough. Why is that? Don't think so, but maybe I am. Maybe I don't have it anymore. What makes you think? Ben, do you see it? It's not playing well enough. Ben, is it a case of obviously some unusual things, some fluky things happen on those interceptions? Yep, that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. You play this game long enough, you're going to get those games. Mm. <laughs> Very uh, uh, an extreme overreaction on his part, and you know, kind of smart alecky response to these questions. Just say, "Hey, I suck today." It was horrible. Uh, I've got to play better. I've got to put my team in a position to win. I can't throw five interceptions, let alone two pick sixes, and and move on. But to be overly dramatic in the fashion in which he was, and you've attested to how he can be like that, and you've seen it up close and personal from your time uh, there in Pittsburgh. But you had a bad day. I mean, it was – no, you had a horrible day. You threw some just inexplicable passes – and chalk it up to the game, or as we say in Texas, chalk it up to the dirt, let the rain settle it, move on to the next one. Last week when you were winning on the road at Baltimore, you weren't saying I wouldn't, maybe I'm not that good anymore. And you can't come and have an outing like this and now talk about, well, I, maybe I need to hang it up. That's just an overreaction. You you stunk up the joint. Now you move on and try to get better the next week. Yeah, and he's never been that bad in, in a game. Yeah. I think maybe early on if it was a game of the Texans – I think years and years and years ago where he might have thrown four. This was just about as bad as he's ever played. And and Mike Tomlin, I think, is a phenomenal coach, but he's got to get this team right because you think about back to the anthem stuff and then all that for a week, and now you got Antonio Brown last week and all those questions, and now you got Ben acting like a baby here. I mean, if you're Mike Tomlin, I, I mean, I would be so annoyed and everything that was going on, I mean, and it's with star players, so you got to be delicate, but enough's enough. I mean, this team should be going to the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. At least be one of those top three teams that you're talking about in the AFC, and they're losing like that at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, maybe this is one of those surreal years, because we thought that the Giants would be the favorite to get to the Super Bowl as well out of the NFC, and look how their season is turning out. So maybe this is going to be one of those years where uh, what's down is up, and... and, and and, and you know, it's just going to be a crazy one. And you, you're going to have performances like this. Maybe the Jaguars are finding uh, their stride and figuring things out. You mentioned those young young pups, uh, you know, Ramsey and others on that, that defense. Telvin Smith, a young player out of, out of Florida State, gets a pick. And, I mean, it's thrown right to him. He undercuts the, the, the end route by uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers receiver. But still, that ball should have never been thrown. So, Give Jaguars some credit, and, and you have Fournette running off, uh, uh, reeling off a 90-yard run against the Steelers' defense. You, you hardly ever see that, and, and and it's just a bad day all all around. And, and Coach Tom was right that everyone now has to take a look in the mirror and is like, "What the hell was that?" And we got to make sure that doesn't happen again. But back to Ben, uh, yeah, the season's not starting off like it did a year ago. I think last season at this point, 15 touchdowns only four, five picks, and now he's sitting there with, uh, what, eight picks already this season, uh, in, in this short season. So uh, a lot of uh, internal deliberation that needs to take place. But this, oh, maybe I'm not that good anyway. What, where does that come from? That's well, ridiculous. it's just it's him acting like a baby. He yeah. does that all the time. It's just, yeah, maybe I don't have it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, what he's just 
He's very, very sensitive. There's two ways he was going to go. He's either going to do that or he's going to blame it on an injury. Those are the two things that he does. You know, he'd be walking around with 45 ice packs in every part of his body. <laughs> I mean, there's a uh, picture from training camp of him where he is, he's got ice all over him. Like, he's, he looks like the abominable snowman. What? How about just jumping the ice tub? <laughs> I mean, he's walking. Like, he's got ice on both legs, arms. His arms wrapped up. I'm surprised he wasn't in a wheelchair. I mean, it was just amazing. He, he, he doesn't like the ice tub? I guess not. He just he, he needs to show everybody. He was holding a road flare up in his <laughs> hand so everybody saw him. All right. Well, let's talk about a guy what? who fared a little bit better who yesterday. Who was that? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers is our daddy. Remember Pedro said that yeah, about the Yankees? Well, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is our daddy. And you might have thought I would be highly upset I, I wasn't. I expected it, especially with as much time left on the clock. Was it one thirteen after the Cowboys yeah. scored? And that I mean, defense. Ah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I always have a problem with this because the old leaving too much time on the clock. It's mm-hmm. not. You can't in the NFL do exactly what you want all the time. Like you need to go down there and score a touchdown to take the lead. I you, agree. You no, had I'm to not, do that. I'm not saying they should have taken more time off the well, clock. I'm not saying But that. that was a major criticism of the Cowboys oh, yesterday. No. You go it was score. like they, they drain the clock, drain the clock, drain the clock, and then with the Dak Prescott touchdown runs, like, well, you left too much time for Rodgers. Well, well I mean, you can't. It is possible for you to go out there and get a stop. And, oh, by the way, they still had to score a touchdown to win the game, even though a field goal to tie, but touchdown to win, and you still let that up. And last time I checked, they pay those defensive guys as well, so they need to go out there and do their job after the offense goes down the field. They were pretty good in the first half. They were damn good in the first half. I don't know what happened in the second half. It's similar to the Rams game a week ago. Damn good in the first half was the offense, nothing in the second half, and it was the defense's turn to do nothing in the second half. So I have no idea other than you're going up against a great one in Aaron Rodgers who's buying time, and, and he's going after the rookie Jordan Lewis. And it, it's just one he lost art in, in football, whether it's college or pro, is the bump and run. Now you saw Lewis prior to Devontae Adams scoring the winning touchdown. He got his hands on – uh, Adam somewhat and didn't give him much room or Rogers much room to throw the ball to him on the touchdown. He's up there playing press coverage, gets nothing on him. Doesn't touch the damn dude, gives him a free release. And now he's got, has plenty of room for, for which Aaron Rodgers can now place the ball. He throws the back shoulder and they get the touchdown. But if you're going to play press coverage, please try to get a pinky on the damn receiver. Something. There's a reason you're playing press. Get a hand on They give you five yards. You should be able to get a hand on the guy. And Jordy Nelson wasn't even out on the field on no that last Jordy drive. Uh, so you, yeah. I mean, and Devontae Adams, who basically got decapitated a couple weeks yeah. ago, is out there running come around. Come on, Danny Trevathan. You suck, man. You're supposed to knock him out for a couple oh, come weeks, on. right? You're, Brian's kidding. This is Gosh. CBS. No, I'm not. Lawyers. He's kidding. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, it was it was really impressive, but from a cowboy perspective, it's just I mean the defense can't be that bad. It just well, can't, especially I, when your offense and Dak Prescott came back with with no sophomore slump, and the guy's just yeah. been amazing. Right, he's got better numbers this year than he had last year, uh, and your defense no pressure. We saw pressure early in the season, first couple of ball games, and now where has it been? Nowhere. And you let. Aaron Rodgers get outside the pocket. You know, going in, you can't allow him to get outside the pocket. Stay in your lanes. Yeah. It just, anyway, I'm over it. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, they got to fix that, and I don't know if they And can. Heath, who are you? You're no Charlie Waters, no Cliff Harris. Killing me. 
back there at safety, number 30. What the hell is he doing? Okay, I'm over it. That's Devontae Moore. What the hell are you doing going inside? Your defense is supposed to stay outside. I'm over it. Nope, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm swallowing it. Okay. Done. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Yes. All right. Come on. Let's go Yankees. <laughs> yeah, right. Coming up next, we're going to talk some college football. We'll make Brian happy Woo! because he picked an upset. I picked a couple upsets last week, well, man. One that when the schedule came out, I think you picked it, and uh, and you nailed it. We're coming right back with some college football talk. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. It was very early in, in the week, last week. And you just brought up Michigan, Michigan State, and goes, it's going to be an upset. I'm telling you, I can smell it. I said it I can, just like that. I can smell it. <laughs> so uh, and and you were very confident early in the week, and I was yeah. like, "Man, I got to take notice with this." And that's yeah. exactly what happened. And what makes this really bad for Michigan State, which is, I mean, you can make a case and a strong one that this is the worst loss in the Harbaugh tenure, is the fact that the way it happened with turnovers and penalties just looks sloppy. And that's one thing you don't expect from a team that is supposed to be one of the most well coached in the nation turnovers constantly and a bunch of penalties and Michigan State was better they were more efficient they had better coaching in that game it seemed like they were more prepared when they came in and, and there you have it one that you called from a mile away well it was definitely uh, definitely uh, discipline issues for for Michigan it was a sloppy game you had the weather that rolled through there and you expected it expected it to get ugly and 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 it did but I, I thought Michigan State's defense was playing much better this is a different team than the one that only won three games a season ago and and and, and Brian Lewerke a quarterback gives him a chance because he can use his feet and evade defense. And Michigan has, is fielding another excellent defense. That kid from up here, Rashawn Gary, is living up to all the hype that was surrounding him when he was number one pick in the nation or, or number one recruit in the nation, I should say. Uh, so they have a great defense there, but I thought LaWork could do some work, and he did early on. Then Michigan, I think they didn't – I don't know if Michigan State got a first down in the second half. I mean, they couldn't do a damn thing offensively, but their defense was able to match – what Michigan's defense was doing, and Michigan, of course, throwing John O'Corn, excuse me, in, in there uh, as the new starter with Wilton Spate out, and looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I, I thought that left a lot to be desired, and that with not a lot of playmakers on that offense right now uh, for Michigan, I, I thought Michigan State could get that victory. And for Jim Harbaugh, he's now one and four versus the arch rivals, little brother of Michigan State, and and then Tony's done a wonderful job. They've won the lion's share, more than the lion's share of these matchups over the last eight or nine uh, contests. And, and and now you got lost twice now to Michigan State has Michigan and Harbaugh, and you've lost twice to Ohio State. So he's one and four in those games, and those are the games you have to win if you're at Michigan, if you're at Ohio State, you oh, got to yeah. win the rivalry game. Well, it's the first rung on the ladder for a guy trying to restore greatness. I mean, before you're talking college football playoff, before you're talking about winning a national championship, it's these games. And he hasn't been able to do that yet. So he's he's not going to get fired at the end of this year. No. There's absolutely no way. But 
we knew that there were questions coming into this season, and a lot of people didn't love the roster construction this year, didn't expect a huge year from them. But, I mean, this is a this is a crucial point for him. The way that he ends this season and what he does next year, I mean, could determine how long this tenure is. And this was a terrible loss for him in rebuilding this program, and it's he's made a hell of a lot more noise off the field than he has on the field. That's for sure. It's been trips to Rome. It's been satellite camps. It's been funny quotes. It's been picking his nose. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the news coming out of Michigan. These you, days. You're winning double digits each season, but are you winning those signature ball games? And just ask John Cooper how that works out for you. You can win all the games you want. But if you don't beat Michigan, if you're at Ohio State, if you don't beat Ohio State, if you're at Michigan, it all goes for naught. No one gives a damn about that. You have to win the rivalry games. And so he understands that having played there at, at Michigan, and, and right now on the offensive side of the ball especially, they don't have a lot of explosive players. And, and we saw, we, we thought we were saw, we were going to see some, uh, well, we did see some in that opening ball game versus Florida. Florida was challenged offensively, but, uh, the, some guys stepped up at the wide receiver position. Of course, you had Ty Isaac at the running back position, but uh, those have been hurt. Isaac's been hurt. You've got other guys that have been hurt in the receiving core. So not a lot of uh, weapons out that way. In a game that you could make a Disney move out of, Iowa State <laughs> beats Oklahoma. Bummer sooner. And it, it's not only a a loss or, a, or an upset, it's it's in Norman. You've got a third-string quarterback for Iowa State. You've got a guy who's playing both ways. And making, Joel Lanning, former Joel Lanning. starting quarterback, moves to middle linebacker, and then he starts the game. He's going both ways in this game. It's unbelievable. That was old school. And, and, and then add to it, you're down 24-10. to 10. I mean, this was just an unbelievable display. And all the questions that are going to come out of this now, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Heisman gone, college football playoff gone. I mean, all these things that probably will happen after this. But what a performance. I mean, I found myself rooting so hard for Iowa. This was the true (laughs) underdog story in this game. And then the comeback aspect of it, too. I just don't know. How that happens? I mean, it happens because your defense it plays horribly. Yeah, they no. haven't played well the last couple of ball games. They haven't played well since they knocked off Ohio State. And 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 you go on the road a, a couple of weeks ago against Baylor, and and Baylor makes it a, a shootout. And then you have what happened here. It's about the defense. You get into a big lead, and then you can't stop the third string quarterback. You can't stop your middle linebacker who's back at playing quarterback. That's about the defense. So many breakdowns on that side of the ball. And I don't know if they took them lightly. They shouldn't have taken them lightly. You go to Baylor and you take them lightly. You you, you scrape out a win. You go on a bye week and, and you think Iowa State's going to come in and, and, and not play well. Uh, just amazing that you could take a well, team like played, that lightly. They played well early. I mean, you're up a couple touchdowns. I mean, it wasn't like right. they came uh, out no. flat. You uh, know, yeah, But defensively, they, they couldn't hold up. And, and yeah. that's just a, a horrible look by, by Oklahoma. Uh, Mayfield, still no picks on the season. Uh, I, I think he he can still be in the Heisman running, will still be in the Heisman running, and, and the team still a lot of big games left. Of course, they take on Texas this weekend, but defensively they've got some holes that they need to fill because this is not the same defense that we saw there in Columbus, and not even closely uh, resemble that that uh, type of uh, performance. So I don't know what the hell's going on on that side of the ball, but they they have to address that before this weekend. And another huge game in college football. And before we talk about it, we will go to Michael Irvin, who had some things to say after this one ended. And I think you can tell who won the game if you didn't know already. 
Miami wins the game. <laughs> Miami wins the game. <laughs> ah! <laughs> he is insane. Like I, I was doing the same thing. We were on the set. You better not. I was yelling. Get weak. I'm from Miami. Yeah, if you, I'm yelling for my picks. Oh, we all have okay. picks. We okay, pick right. games. And, so you yell. and then that was a sick play there, there at the end for Miami <laughs> to win in the fashion they yeah. did. So we're getting ready on the air. And luckily, a minute before we go on air, and I'm watching that, and I'm yelling. At any given time, someone's yelling. Rick's yelling at a play, or Adam's yelling at a play. That's going on all the time. So uh, they had lost seven straight to the rivals, man. What a way to win that ball game. You lose Mark Walton, your, your, your stellar running back. He's probably out for the season. And then for Rozier to hit uh, the young man there on the sideline, and, and of course they had Langham. to look at it to make sure his knee wasn't uh, down and, and it was too close to call to, to reverse it. So uh, uh, just a crazy comeback by Miami. And, and, and prior to that, you got Auden Tate, the only wide receiver that caught a touchdown pass heading into this ball game for Florida State. They leave him wide-ass open. <laughs> One guy you should wide cover. Ass. Wide open. And, and, and Blackman hits him. And that offensive line played better for Florida State after giving up 17 wow. tackles for loss versus Wake Forest. So I understand why Miami Hurricanes fans are, are screaming. That was a heck of a game. Shouldn't have been that hard for them. A better team. <laughs> yeah, well, playing those rivalry games. Uh, it's a little bit different, I understand, yeah, yeah. especially when one side different. is has owned it for yeah. uh, recent memory. Uh, you know, Everybody declaring that the U is now back after all these years. I believe they are. I believe it's, they are. It's, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction, but... You know, we'll see how the rest of the season plays mm-hmm. out. And I feel great for Mark Richt. I mean, this is a guy who really was in one of those situations where we talked about Jim Harbaugh. It's like one thing to win a bunch of games. It's another thing to be able to take it at the next level. Never yeah. did. He's one of the, He appears to be, and I don't know him, and a lot of people in college football we found out in college sports, you know, maybe one portray one thing and are different behind closed doors. However, Mark Rick appears to be one of the nicest guys yeah. in college football. You just feel great for what he's able to do, especially with his ties to that program. Just an amazing job so yeah, far. His, his alma mater, and they got out of the gates great last year, four straight wins, and they went on a little skid, lost four straight, and then they righted the ship and and uh, had a good year, but and playing a ton of freshmen. And in and, and this ball game, to knock off your rival have, after having done so in almost a decade, huge win. And then he gets upset with his players about the celebration. Man, let them celebrate. Yeah, that was silly. Florida State. I mean, it's a huge win yeah. for them. I mean, this is, right. let them do whatever the hell yeah. they want. Let them set the field on fire for well, crying out loud. We don't want to go that far. No, they're before. allowed. Yeah. yeah. They're allowed, man. Yeah. And blame it on the media like Nick Saban. <laughs> Which we don't have enough time to play right now. We will get to uh, a- after the top of the hour. But right now, this is your opportunity, man. It's open phones of Brian Jones. <laughs> you like that one? I we like finally came one. up with the name. There you go. So the lines are wide open right now. We know we have a ton of college football fans out there. And it's your opportunity to talk to Brian, ask him a question. One of the great college football experts out there in this country, in the world. <laughs> At 855-212-4CBS. You have a question, a concern about your team, or you want to talk about the big stories we just talked about, whether it be Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma going down, Miami, Florida State. This is the time. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We will take all of your calls next and listen to Nick Saban as well. 
Don't forget, Calais Campbell in 35 minutes. Speaking of Miami. Yeah. Joe Theismann will be joining us. Not speaking of Miami. At the top of the 8 a.m. Eastern hour. It's Gio and Jones. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.